This is the Marriage Bites Podcast, episode 53. Do you like your spouse? Word. There's two openings. Once we have the title of the episode, right. we do that part. Then we have the Welcome Back to the Marriage by Podcast type of opening. Yes. But I, we do that at the beginning because if we do it halfway through, then it's a mess for right. me when I'm editing. So before we get on the topic, I'm back. I've been, I think I've not been part of the last two or three. That's right. You took a small break. I took a sabbatical. I went and... <laughs> um, I did a lot of meditating in the far north, the northern territories, and uh, really learned a lot about myself, where I lived with a pack of wolves for a short period of time. Um, They taught me a lot about things, about life. It was really great. Awesome. You must have been doing that while you were asleep because you didn't go anywhere. Well, I'm back, and it's good to be back. You and I haven't recorded a podcast in a few weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you been up to besides recording podcasts without me? So if I'm going to be completely honest, I have been about getting way too much things on my plate than I really have uh, the right to take on. Uh, yeah. We are entering a pretty busy part of the year. I think things seem to really heat up as yeah. fall gets closer. So and closer. I had, I took on a new harp student. I took on a new orchestra position. I'm just the fill-in for the fall concert. Um, I am a volunteer for Courageous Survival, and I'm taking a role in helping prepare for the mental health symposium. If you are in the military or a first responder or know somebody who is, please tell them about this because we are dedicated to helping first responders and military members work on their mental health, which, by the way, is September 8th, and the link to register for that will be in the show notes. Um, If you can come in person because you live nearby, do come, and if you don't, then you can register online, and some of the classes will be streamed that way, and I believe they're going to try to record all of the meetings to be able to be shown later. So that's a little side note. So I've been busy doing stuff for that. I've been taking care of the kids who just started school, and we're doing that whole, like, getting into the new... Groove. Groove. Uh, I swear there's more things, but I can't think of what they are. Yeah, you have some other harp gigs that are coming up. Millennial Choir's coming up. In, in December. December, yeah. There'll be stuff prepping for that. I mean, there's all the holidays. They're coming up faster than you think. Well, stop saying holidays. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> yeah. What shell should I call it? I'll call it cardboard box. The cardboard box is coming up quick. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> okay, so enough of that. What are we talking <clears throat> about today? So today we're going to talk about love. And the other day we were out walking, and I'm not sure how we got on this topic, but we started talking about how you can love somebody but not necessarily like them. Now, I know that's it's kind of controversial because I think we are told that if you love somebody, you're obviously going to like them, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, I think with a lot of relationships, they start out where you, you love them and you like them or you like them and you love them and all this stuff. But over time, I think sometimes couples can grow apart and you may stop actually liking your spouse. Hmm. But you still love them. And so we talked about, well, how does that work? What, is, what does that mean? I, I think, I want to bring in a Star Trek analogy, but I, I shudder to do it because you, you're making that face like, Fine. here we go again. You can say it. I don't know if all of our listeners will get it. 
Well, I'll explain it in non-Star Trekky terms if we need to. Well, okay, so near the end, so there's the series called Deep Space Nine. And as that series goes on, the character of Dr. Bashir and Chief O'Brien or Miles O'Brien become friends as the series moves on. And near the end of the, the series, they want to go hang out and do things. And, and they start talking about things. And Dr. Bashir tells Miles, look, you love your wife. You want to go spend time with your wife, but you like me better. And I don't know, it was just kind of interesting how he wanted to go spend time with his wife, but he also wanted to spend time with his friend because he liked his friend better. Maybe that's not a great analogy. Hmm. So you can love somebody, but you can like somebody more than you like your spouse? Sure. You can have friends that you like more. Um, but I don't want to necessarily get into that tangent. It's the fact that when you're married, you can totally love your wife or your husband. Mm-hmm. But over time, maybe stop liking them. Hmm, I've definitely seen that happen. I, I've seen it too. I can think of couples who who were married or, or at least in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. And they totally love that person, but they, they stop liking them. And I got to thinking, well, what does that mean? Why is that? Um, and what is love? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, well, love is a commitment. Love is a decision. Love is something that you decide. And now you can obviously, you can decide to like somebody, right? But it's like, I love you Mm -hmm. and I'm committed to you. So I'm going to take care of you. And I've seen this with, at least on my side, I've seen this with men. But they continue taking care of their wife um, and fulfilling her needs and doing what she needs or their kids, but not really liking them. Mm, Like they've lost the feeling of connection that they feel like they used to have. Right. I know that's controversial. But I think that is something, and if you if you feel like, yeah, I love my spouse, but I'd rather be doing something else, maybe you don't like them as much as you thought you did. Hmm. And you got to ask yourself that. I mean, occasionally you're going to want to go golfing, or you're going to want to go do whatever. Girls' but, night or something. Right, but if you find yourself saying it more and more that, I'd rather go do something else or be with some other people than your spouse, but you still love them, you're still committed to them, you don't want to leave them, that tells me you love them, but maybe you don't like them. So what do you do if you feel like you're in love with each other, but you've fallen out of like with each other? Well, that's something that you need to find a way to reconnect. Mm-hmm. Because the commitment's there, right? you got to find a way to reconnect. And I would say even, I mean, some of these, you may not like your spouse. You may feel actual hostility toward them. Mm-hmm. What is it that is going to bring you back together? You know, that's the big question. And I don't, I don't know if there's a silver bullet there. Hmm. But I would say the first thing is start thinking about what brought you together and perhaps try to recreate some of that stuff. Maybe sit down with your spouse and just lay it out. And it's probably not going to feel good for either of you to talk about it. But having an open, honest discussion about it, we'll get it out in the open. And then the two of you can work together through it. I know for ourselves, just for, uh, for open and honesty, I've always liked you. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've always loved you. So. Uh, not a problem there. Um, but I know where we have really built things back up is through open and honest communication and talking about the things that are not easy to talk about, even when it's stuff that's that we hold near and dear to our heart or we're worried that the other person's going to judge us poorly, going ahead and talking about those things and telling them how we feel. Really can build that intimacy and start building that like liking back. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes people talk about quantity time versus quality time. I kind of think we need both. As spouses who want to like each other and love each other, you need to spend quality time together, meaning like you're not both sitting on your cell phones doing separate things or you're not being distracted by kids every second of every day or whatever. Quantity time is also needed. And also like what are you doing in that time? Something that we talked about recently that I feel like brought us together was doing fun things together that we've never done before. Like we had some adventures that was brand new for both of us that we both enjoyed. Like I think when you're dating, you are thinking, okay, what are we going to do today? We plan a walk in the park or we're going to go out to dinner to this place and then we're going to play mini golf or whatever. Like you're planning fun activities to do together. And then you move in together, you get married, and then you're just like, oh, they're there all the time. Sometimes I think we forget to actually like plan to do things together that... Start taking your spouse for granted. Yeah, it doesn't have to be outside of the house. I actually have a list of dates that you can do in your house. The kids can be around for most of them. Most of them are free. So if you want that, go to my website. You can get it there. And I've seen those date ideas, and they do look pretty fun. They're designed to help you connect with each other, to interact with each other, to do fun things, to have you laughing and playing because we get bogged down by our adult responsibility life and we forget that adults need to play just as much as kids do. Maybe we play in a different way. But I think when two people sort of feel like we've lost our connection, we don't really like each other, I'd much rather go out to dinner with my friends or whatever... I think there's a lot of reasons for that, but one of them is that you've forgotten how to play together. You've stopped doing that and bringing that back. And so get putting your heads together and say, well, what can we do? How can we make this work so that we fall back in like with each other? Because if the love and commitment is there and neither of you are like, peace out, I'm out of this relationship. It's bad. There's not, you know, if you're both like, it's a good relationship. It's just not working the way we want it to sit down and figure out what made me like you in the first place and how can we build on that not necessarily go back you can't necessarily go back to how things were before you knew all the things about your spouse that you didn't know back then but you can get back to a place where you both love and like each other and it takes intention sometimes like you said you can choose to love somebody and you can choose to like somebody how do I make the decision to like you easier by having better interactions with each other Right. I really like what you said there about how the two of you need to get your heads together and figure out what to do. I think so many times uh, we like to listen to a podcast or listen to someone talk who has the solution to whatever problem we have when really they don't always have great solutions. And it's better to come up with those solutions as a couple because it, it causes you to communicate and it causes you to work together through it. And then, like I said, continue to work through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really can really build intimacy. I think one other thought I had is it's so important to to like your spouse. Uh, obviously, it's important to love them too. But one thing that I think is really important to note that if, if you find yourself not liking your spouse and you don't want to be around them as much as you used to, eventually, I think that can affect how much you love your spouse. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a lagging indicator if you've ever heard that term. It's going to eventually, the love for your wife or your husband, I'm not saying it's always going to start waning, but I think it has a high probability of waning. Well, maybe I would say it's easier to love your spouse when you like them too. 
Sure. And I probably should throw this out too. Like I said, I've always liked you. I've always loved you. You won't feel that 100% of the time. There's going to be times when you're going to have an argument and you're not going to feel very much like or love. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure there are moments that you could look back on and say, I did not like her at that moment. Right. The thing is, that is normal. It is Sometimes we look at our life and we're like, I don't really like my husband right now. And we think that there's something wrong with the marriage. Well, maybe not. Maybe that's pretty normal that you'll sort of fall in and out of love and in and out of like a little bit as you go along. If you fall out of commitment, that's kind of a different thing. If you stop being committed to each other, um, again, you can choose to recommit, which people do all the time. But like, I think having emotions that rise and fall is absolutely normal. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with either one of you or the relationship. And if you want to rekindle your feelings, you always can, whether or not your spouse wants to. But it helps if you're both on the same page, if you're both on board with it. Right. I like, too, that you said laughing together and having fun. It's just, it's so much easier to start liking your spouse. Yes. It's easy to like somebody that you're laughing and having fun with. It's hard to like somebody who you're fighting with all the time. Right. And so, and I think sometimes we think that you have to do big and elaborate things to have fun, but like you have those date ideas. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast is going on a mini date. Mm-hmm. And I find that sometimes when we go on a mini date, we we spend, even not a mini date, I mean, we've spent whole afternoons together and just doing different things. We've spent that quantity time together, but usually that leads to quality time later, which yeah. is a lot smaller, where we might have a really good talk or something that will really build intimacy. We're able to then talk about hard things. Right. And the quantity time that we had before that was what led to that quality conversation and without right. the quantity of time to really, you know, be in each other's space and be together and learning how to trust each other. That quantity of time that we spent together was necessary in order to get to the place where we felt safe enough to open up, you know, later in the day. Um, Recently, I wrote an email, and I'm going to just briefly tell you a little bit about it. The title... This is from your... Monday Minute. Yes, I send out marriage tips every week. Every Monday. Uh Uh-huh. And so this was from one that I wrote a few weeks ago. And if I may, shameless plug here, (laughs) I actually read, I've read almost all of your Monday Minutes, and they are quite insightful. They're they're really good, and they're not super long. It takes me two, three minutes to read them, Um, but they're really good. Really good, insightful things that really are thought-provoking. Thank you. I appreciate that. If you haven't signed up for those, you really should. I think you'd really enjoy them. Okay, so anyway. All right, back to the program. Um, The title of it is Love Versus Commitment. And I was just thinking about, well, what is love? And what is the difference between loving somebody and being committed to somebody? So love is a feeling. And a lot of times we say fall in love or we feel like that, that love just descended upon us, that we didn't really have any control over whether we not, or not we feel love for somebody. And that's kind of how it feels in the beginning because you're like, oh my gosh, this new person and it's so wonderful and we get get along so well and we talk for hours and it's great. And so we feel like the feeling of love just descended upon us. Love is also a verb. It's a thing that you do. I do things to show love to another person. And this is where you can do the action of love without necessarily feeling the feeling of love or like for the person. And so 
love can be something that feels like it just happens to us, but it can also be something that we choose. I can choose to be committed to somebody even though we just had a fight and I'm mad at him. I would say with our children, we might feel that way with our kids. Like we love our kids. We're not just going to put them up for adoption the first time that they make a mess or whatever the things the kids do. So we may not feel loving feelings toward our kids all the time, but we are unconditionally committed to them and their well-being. We are going to keep our kids, whether we feel strong feelings of love and gratitude for them, or whether we're feeling really annoyed by them right now, because we see the value of pushing through that and getting to the feelings of love and staying committed because we do love our kids even when we're mad at them, even when they're annoying the crap out of us. It can be the same way with your spouse too, that you see the value of staying in this committed relationship, continuing to build on what you've been building on for however many years, the stability for the children of the marriage being strong, um, that even when things get hard, you're like, okay, let's, we're going to get through this. We're going to learn from it and we're going to keep growing ourselves up. We're going to remain committed. You can have commitment with or without love. So back to this email, like, I'm just going to read a little part of it. Um, I believe it's possible to love many people, but the number of people or things we can be fully committed to is limited. I don't believe we can share all of ourselves with more than one person, speaking of a marriage relationship. And beyond that, we have limits on how many people we can really spend time with. The thing is, we can have love without commitment. We can have commitment without love. But together, I believe these two form the strongest bond possible between two people. And then to choose carefully what we are going to commit ourselves to. And sometimes we get committed to friends and work and church responsibilities and orchestras, who knows what else. And we sometimes will put our commitment to our spouse on a lower shelf than maybe is good for our relationship. And the good news is we can always take that commitment for the marriage up to a higher shelf at any time and say, you know, maybe I'll say no to this orchestra because it takes me away from the family too much. Or I'm going to cut back my hours at work, even though money is good, having a strong relationship at home is more important right now for the season that we're in or whatever. I guess just think about like, do I love my spouse? Am I committed to my spouse? And also, do I like them? And if you feel like your like for them is a little bit lower than you'd like it to be, good news, you can fix that. You can. And if you're having trouble fixing it, get yourself a good coach. Yes. And the coach will coach you out of it or coach well, you into it or coach you where you need to be. Can help you see what you're creating and how to create something different. I think that's it. So have an amazing week. Yep. I'll see you on the flip side. Go start liking your spouse, darn it. <laughs> if you don't like them, fix it. Okay. <laughs> Y'all have a good week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Bites Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Let us know what you took away from this episode by sending us an email at info at You can also see what we're up to on Facebook and Instagram at Andalyn Price Coaching. Or you can visit my website, andalynprice.com, to learn more. See you next week. Bye! Bye. I really like the cardboard box, especially all the, I can't say food because that's fattening. So we'll say bricks.
cardboard box when it comes up. I just love eating the bricks. <laughs> and then, you know, celebrating all the stuff. Pausing for child here. Hey, look! <clears throat> this just broke off. Okay, we'll fix it. You go out. Thanks, dude. Shut the door. He brought me a pair of sunglasses. That's the same glasses that got stuck in my spoiler, and I drove all the way to work. It was like 16 miles. I get to work, I'm like, there's a pair of glasses stuck in the spoiler on my car. That is so awesome. Uh, my car is a Ford Fusion, so the spoiler, I don't even know why it's there. Because we're not like... Is it fixed? I'm not yet. I didn't no, fix your not. glasses yet. Okay, I'm... We're recording. Stop being loud. I told... Back to it.